First of all, I wanted to thank everyone for their comments to the Facebook post that I put up on June 3rd. It's called Medicare and Me. You can check it out on the Facebook page for Maximize Your Medicare, my book. No matter how many things divide this nation, the fact is that the rights and options to Medicare unify us all. They help everyone as long as you correctly understand the rules. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. My name's Jay O. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare. The 2020 edition is available online. It can also be bought in our newly reopened bookstores around the country. You can check out the information on the official website for the book, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. In addition to that, there are a lot of other places where you can get my tidbits and hints, tips and clues about Medicare and other financial matters. There's a Facebook page, YouTube channel. I'm on Instagram where I have these short clips called Medicare Minute. So check all of those out. Be sure to subscribe to and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. So today, uh, you know, it is the beginning of June or thereabouts. I guess it's what, June 7th. So a couple of things for the news. First is that June 30th is coming quickly. And June 30th is an important date here because the pandemic has created the situation where the CMS, the governing body for Medicare, has created a special enrollment period. That special enrollment period ends on June 30th. There's an entire podcast about the five things that you can do during this period that ends on June 30th. You can change your Medicare Advantage plan. You can cancel your Medicare Advantage plan If you cancel your Medicare Advantage plan, you can enroll in a standalone prescription plan. This also means that you can apply for Medigap. You've got to be careful because you may need to pass medical underwriting if you don't have special protections, special exceptions, which allow you to get accepted for Medigap without medical underwriting. And for those persons who have not enrolled in Part B correctly, You do have this chance to enroll in Part B, which will become effective on July 1st, which will also open the window to be able to select a Medicare Advantage plan. Today, what I thought I would talk about is due to the fact that, you know, we've got huge numbers of people unemployed in the United States, what people can do. And today I thought I'd talk about COBRA as well as the Payments. In other words, the monies that people are receiving as a result of the pandemic, whether that be the federal assistance, the the $1,200 check, or whether or not you're getting your employment benefits, because it is being handled separately, differently, depending on what health insurance or how Medicare will be handled. Generally speaking, generally speaking, the thousand dollars, the federal government check is not going to be used for calculation purposes for Medicaid, 
for any of for the children's health insurance program. It is also not included when people are trying to calculate the APTC, which is the advanced premium tax credit, which is the assistance which lowers your health individual health insurance, individual health insurance, pre-65 health insurance in those states if you use healthcare.gov or your state-specific website. Okay, so this federal money does not count. However, the state employment checks that you may get. So if you filed for st- for unemployment with your state and you get unemployment benefits, that money does count. So you need to be very, very careful here. We're going to get into why this is because the important thing, and the other day, actually this past Friday, I had a fairly long conversation with a journalist for CNBC.com who had been asking me for quotes and thoughts about what I thought about how people should be able to handle these things. Basically, what you need to remember, the general principle is these monies affect your taxes, okay, in one way or the other. And the fact of the matter is the APTC, which is the premium subsidy for individual health insurance, is a tax credit. It's a tax credit. People think that, oh, well, you just magically get this money. Well, you're being awarded the money by the IRS. Okay, that also means that if you miscalculate, if you miscalculate your the amount of tax credit that you're to get. So let's just take an example. Let's say the insurance, the sticker price, the full price is $800 a month. And as a result of going through healthcare.gov, which you, you should not do alone, you can reach out to me and send me an email to help you do this because I am... Uh, you know, I am a certification for doing this. The fact of the matter is, if you miscalculate, and let's just say, for example, oh, great, I get a $400 a month subsidy for the last six months of 2020. So you've received $2,400. Well, let's just say, for example, that in September, let's say in September, you get you get rehired and you get a job. If you've not included the unemployment benefits that you got in the months of June and July, then what will end up happening is the subsidy that you're receiving is too high because your income, the income that you receive throughout the rest of the year is higher than you have originally reported Okay, and when this happens, then you file your income taxes for 2020. You find out that you've been claiming too high a subsidy. In other words, let's say instead of 400, you should have really gotten 200, meaning $1,200 for those six months. Well, the problem then becomes that you end up having to pay back the 1,200. And not only that, if it's very, very high, you may have to pay back the entire 2400 so you need to be really really careful when you're understanding exactly how these subsidies for health insurance premium work that doesn't mean 
That doesn't mean it's not worth the work. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that I have seen big errors, big ones, where the amount can be over $10,000 because you're talking about a family of four and then those pers- then that family received $1,000 a month and then they find out they've miscalculated for some other financial maneuver that they made out of necessity, for example. In those instances, people have to understand their ramifications to the fact that they accepted the subsidy up front and this actually a tax matter that they find out after the fact. Now, the second thing that I wanted to talk to you about is COBRA. And COBRA, for many people who understand what it is, COBRA is the federal program which allows, which requires your employer to offer you an extension of health insurance that you may have received under your employer-sponsored plan. And generally speaking, that lasts for a period of 18 months. Now, that has to be considered in a couple of different ways, and it gets very, very complicated. I'm not going to kid you, uh, but I wanted to give you some guidelines on exactly what you would do. Generally speaking, people have to understand that COBRA is very, very expensive because let's say you were employed at a large employer and your family plan cost $1,500, but and that's the full sticker price. Well, your employer paid for $1,000 of it, and you paid responsible for $500 for your family of three. Okay, so you may think, okay, three people, $500 in total, reasonable. That is That can be your conclusion, okay? Now let's say you get unemployed for whatever reason, and all of a sudden you are faced with the choice of whether or not you want to accept COBRA or not. You get the right to enroll in COBRA. The issue is, is that you will have to be responsible for the entire premium, the 1500 plus an administrative charge of up to 2%. So it is possible that your health insurance for your three, this family of three, this hypothetical family of three, is now $1530. Now needless to say that's a big amount of money no matter where, you know, no matter what your income is. And now it's time to start checking and the question that we I receive a great deal on email or phone calls is because hey Jay, 1530, I can't afford 1530. Should I be looking elsewhere? So first of all, the answer I would say is yes, it always helps to look, okay? And you need to use the guidelines under the first point that I brought up, which is, yes, you can see whether or not your state has Medicaid expansion, and Medicaid expansion is the mechanism that allows or creates the APTC, which is the Advanced Premium Tax Credit. You'll need to do some work. You'll need to find out what your premium would be to see whether or not you qualify for the tax credit and then what your resulting premium would be. And that then is the first layer. The second layer when you're looking at COBRA has to do with whether or not, you know, you have you have incurred substantial healthcare costs to begin because the main point that people forget and they need to consider is the fact that If you were to enroll in a family plan, 
using the healthcare.gov or your state exchange. While that's allowable, the fact is that your deductible and out-of-pocket maximum counters will be reset back to zero. This has obvious implications to those persons who have already incurred a lot of healthcare costs, right? Because what you end up having is, let's say you had knee replacement surgery in January. Well, now you've burned through or you've satisfied a lot of the deductible for 2020 already. So you need to evaluate whether or not that taking the tax credit by going to healthcare.gov and figuring out what your subsidy is and say, okay, yeah, my premium can go down to $1,000 a month instead of the $1,530 under COBRA. Well, now you've saved $530 a month, and that's a lot of money, no question, $3,000 over the six months, you know, $3,200. Well, now the question then becomes, okay, but now I've started back at zero, and I have another knee replacement surgery scheduled for September. Now it gets dicier. Now it gets substantially dicier, right? Because what will end up happening is that if you stayed with your COBRA, even at the $1,500, $1,530 a month, right, you may have all then already hit the deductible and then only be responsible for, let's just say, 20 or 30%. Let's just say those are the coinsurance amounts versus going to the individual plan where you have to pay the entire amount up to the newly established deductible where your deductible counter, meaning, you know, you've not satisfied any of the deductible under the new plan. This must be carefully considered. Many thousands of dollars are lost on this. As you can hear, just in 15 minutes, I've given you a number of different examples where many, many thousands of dollars of inefficiency are lost at households because they didn't know precisely the nature of the advanced premium tax credit. They didn't know, understand the combination of health insurance and taxes and the fact that this could radically change your, either your premiums or when, if you had gone to the individual health insurance market during mid-year, you need to think of these other effects. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not just specific to the pandemic. Right, meaning that any time that you leave employment during mid-year, or for example, let's just say you retire in July, you need to think of the, or you get unemployed in July, in which case you can get access to COBRA. Well, you need to consider this as well. Now let's talk about COBRA and Medicare. So in Maximize Your Medicare, it's, I try to make the point very clear. It is a confusing point. Okay, Medicare does not count your COBRA coverage as satisfying the requirement to have continuous health insurance coverage. So under Medicare, you cannot have an eight-month break in health insurance. You cannot have an eight-month break in health insurance. Does this mean that you can have COBRA for seven months and then revert to Medicare? 
meaning Medicare Part A and Part B, or just Part B? Can you revert after seven months of COBRA and then enroll and activate your Medicare Part B and avoid the Part B late enrollment penalty? The answer to that is yes. The question of whether or not it is wise to do so. Okay, so again, Maximize Your Medicare is about, yes, there's a different, here's what you can do, and then here's what you should do. And that what you should do is based on individual circumstance. So here it is, right? What you can do is you can delay Medicare Part B and stay on COBRA for up to eight months. Whether or not it's wise to, however, is a different matter, right? Because I just ran through COBRA examples or the uh, you know, premium, $1,530 under COBRA. Well, now you've got to add up yourself, your spouse, and in this family of three, obviously a child, adult age child, let's just say, and you need to see what it is going to be replaced with in order to create health insurance for the family of three. And that is an exercise. There's not really a shortcut, but you have to add it up and you can see it. Medicare costs 144.60 for a person that makes less than $87,000 a year or a household that makes less than $174,000 a year. So, now you can add up how much the premiums cost, how much the premium for the Medicare person would cost, how much the, the individual health insurance would be for the non-Medicare spouse, how much would it be for the adult child. Now you can understand. It starts to get complicated. That said, you can stay on COBRA for an extended period, set up to eight months, and then turn on part a and B or just Part B if you already have Part A and avoid the Part B laden Roman penalty. Note, there is a separate penalty for credible drug coverage, which incredibly is only 63 days. And do not ask me why the Medicare rules are eight months. Well, I know why, but Medicare rules are for eight months for health insurance, they are 63 days for prescription drug insurance. The reality is, is if that the if you have COBRA, that in the overwhelming number of cases, overwhelming, you will have to check, but in the overwhelming cases, number of cases, the health insurance that you have under COBRA includes a prescription drug benefit part portion. And what you are looking for is to verify that the prescription drug benefits that you receive under COBRA qualify as something called credible coverage. That is the technical phrase that says, I have prescription drug benefits that are at least as good as Medicare's. And all of the plans, all the plans at large groups, for example, they've got to give you that language inside the plan. So you will be able to locate it. Nevertheless, it is worth noting that there is a second penalty there called for the Part D, which is for prescription drug benefits. 
if you are covered by COBRA and inside it has prescription drug coverage that is credible coverage, then you will not face a Part D penalty. In much the same way, the complicated decision-making about COBRA, whether or not to stay on COBRA and for how long, is a highly individual one. There are reasons that you don't ask your buddy to see how they handled it. There are reasons, right? There are, there's what you can do. I've explained it here in the podcast. It's there and maximize your Medicare. However, what you should do will depend very much on your circumstance, not only on the health insurance costs that for the remaining family members, but in addition to that, how much the replacements will be for your family members as well as whether or not you will get some extra benefits. Remember, here's one thing that some some people think through, that let's just say you save some money and you can't really tell the difference, but for you, you're not in very good health. Well, the reality is, is under Medicare, compared to your employer plan, or compared to the individual health insurance plans. The fact is deductibles lower under Medicare, out-of-pocket maximums lower under Medicare if you have Medicare Advantage or a Medigap plan. These all figure into the complicated soup. That's it for today. Be sure to subscribe to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you enjoy your podcast, please rate and give this podcast a five-star review. It helps people discover the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Be sure to check out the website where you can get links to prior podcasts as well as videos and sign up for the free newsletter. I'm Jay, author of Maximize Your Medicare. This has been the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Speak with you next time. Mm-hmm.